the Glenn Beck Program. With Patton Stu today, uh, the President of the United States is proposing some common sense gun control reforms uh, here. Just common sense. Uh, he loves, uh, Joe Biden loves the Second Amendment. He's all about it. These Huge are just fan. common sense reforms, is all these are. Joe Biden is dedicated to oh, the future yeah. of the Second Amendment. He's this... got a shotgun. He owns one. Yeah. Just get, get a, a shotgun. shotgun. Get a shotgun. That's all. <laughs> so we'll tell you about uh, some of these common sense reforms that he's just going to He's just going to legislate through, uh, well, an executive order. Coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. For just a moment, I want you to think about what it would look like to be completely out of debt. In fact, think about what it would be like to have more money to save hundreds, maybe even a thousand a month. When you refinance your mortgage with American financing, that's the exactly sort of uh, type of outcome you could be uh, dealing with. And that's a good outcome. Do you have debts? I mean, 2020 was obviously a very rough year. 2021, getting worse. I think the higher the number, the worse the year is the way this works now. And that's not fun. Um, it's good to make sure that you are in a good, uh, good place financially. American financing can help you with that. Whether you're looking to purchase a home for the first time, whether you're wanting to refinance your mortgage, get the debt under control, give them a call today. You could be saving hundreds of dollars a month, but it won't happen if you don't start the process. Check it out. They're great people. They can help you work through all of the issues you're dealing with. Give them a call and see what American financing can do for you. Call American financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, So Biden has come under intense pressure, supposedly, uh, from gun safety advocacy groups uh, and Democrats to fulfill his pledge to tackle gun control. Uh, he said he was going to do it on his first day, on the first day in office, on the first day. And he didn't do it on the first day. So now he's he's going to take apparently six executive actions on on guns and gun control. The first is to propose a rule uh, within 30 days to stop the proliferation of ghost guns. Now, are you familiar with ghost guns? I'm not. I don't know what that is. You don't. You don't have a I ghost gun of your is. own. I, I don't. Uh, so, ghost guns. Basically, is it a gun you can't see? Yeah. Did you ever see? Space it's only ghost? there in, in spirit. Do you yeah. Remember space, space ghost. ghost? Yeah. Space I ghost love space had ghost. Uh, ghost guns. Oh, okay. Uh, no, they're they're and they're not just guns that only work on ghosts either. People thought you know mm. like the Ghostbusters packs. Yeah, it's uh, not. That. It's not that either. Uh, ghost guns are basically like to, to summarize, I guess, people building their own guns, right? Like so that you're able to buy components of a gun okay. put them together because they did not go through the so traditional they don't manufacturing have a process number. they don't have a serial number there mm. there's no reason you need one okay. in that particular circumstance and it goes everything most i mean to act as if this is a problem a, a in our discourse problem. is Come ridiculous yeah. it's like it's a very small small i mean small do you want to build a firearm like no. again people who are there are a lot of hobbyists who really enjoy doing this right it's not just like 
you know, criminals. There's a lot of hobbyists who really enjoy doing this. There's a lot of people who just enjoy uh, guns that really mm-hmm. like doing things this way. It's like building your own, uh, you know, kitchen table, right? Like there are people who I, that doesn't make any sense to me. There are machines that are building those for me. Why would I go through that process? But some people really get enjoyment out of it. So they do it that way. That's the overwhelming majority of people with with this type of situation. Um, You know, uh, it it also goes to obviously could be criminals who can't get guns other ways could theoretically make it happen this way. There's been a couple of shootings where it appears ghost guns uh, are involved. Again, getting a gun in this country is is not really a problem. If you're even if you're a criminal, and we have a border that's open basically for business, so people are guns are flowing over the border all the time and going to criminals all the time. Mm-hmm. A lot of these murders happen because drug dealers are able to buy illegal guns from other drug dealers and gun dealers. So it's not as if these laws will affect that type of thing. It's it's just one of those things that I think a lot of people would look at on his face and say, "Wait a minute." There's no way to trace this. There's no uh, there's no uh, serial number. This should just not happen. This should not be a thing. And I look, it's it's one of those things that I think connects with the average person who's you know never used a gun, right? Like you know, it, it seems wild and crazy. We just live in a country that has a Second Amendment to the Constitution, which clearly states you are not allowed to infringe on these rights. So. Even Mm -hmm. I said the same thing, by the way, just as strongly about Donald Trump's ban on bump stocks, which was blatantly unconstitutional, blatantly. And by the way, has now been already overturned in the courts. You can't just say you want these things to (laughs) stop and then they stop. That is not our constitutional system of government. You can't just be like, you know what? I don't want our ghost guns. Therefore, we will not have them. <laughs> I don't want bump stocks. Therefore, we should not have them. N- none of that's not a thing in this country. But it is okay to ban like the uh, weapons of war that are made only for death, no. right? That are made specifically for one purpose no. and one purpose only, and that's to kill people. That's not what they're the used assault for. weapon ban. Yeah, that's that's not, okay, right? No. no. Definitely not. Huh. I mean, I, he's not even going to try hmm. that by executive no, order. No, he's not. It seems like Pat. It, are you? Because I mean, <clears throat> there's the ghost gun thing has been has had a lot of attention, which is kind of. Does silly. that include the? Oh, what was the process? You know, where you copy the gun? It's the oh 3D printing. Yeah, the 3D printing. Does it include 3D pin- printing of guns? That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that because our gun guy, I think, would be really upset about that. You know, in his conception, under what paradigm? Right. Remember yeah. that. You I'm know. just resisting. What, what are you I resisting? resisting? I don't know. The collectivization the of manufacture, the institutionalization, institutionalization of the human, human psyche. psyche. I'm, I'm not know. sure. I'm not sure. But I can tell you one thing. Yeah. This is a symbol of reversibility. They can never eradicate the gun from the earth. Yeah. What about that? What about that, Stu? I hadn't thought about that in a while. I know. Uh, what was the human psyche <laughs> thing that happened there? The institutionalization. <laughs> Institution. Of the human psyche. It's been institutionalized. The Do you want psyche. your psyche to be institutionalized? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> He's resisting that. He thinks. He's not sure, but he thinks he is. Classic clip from the Glenn Beck program, by the way. Yes. Uh, but with the guy who, who did the first 3D printed gun. It's been a while since we played that one. It's been a while. Uh, but it's a classic. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know if it co- covers those or not. That's a good question. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm you know, certainly no gun. I would think it does expert. qualify because obviously they wouldn't have a serial number, right? So wonder if that qualifies. Yeah. As a the other thing gun. they're going after are these uh, similar to AR-15s. You can get these guns that have certain attachments on them that basically that are called that are technically pistols. 
So they are un- they are regulated under those rules, but feel a lot, look a lot like an AR-15. Um, now, at one point long ago, I had one of these. Uh, it was lost in a terrible boating accident. Uh, in a very, my gosh, yeah. what a coincidence! Yes, it was a terrible. Oh my the gosh, same thing happened to me. <gasps> Yeah, I can't remember what lake I was on or ocean. I can't either. But it was a big body oh, of water. I remember that, and it was super, super deep. It's the deepest so I, lake. Yeah, that the I deepest lake I've seen. ever heard of or mm-hmm. ocean. And I didn't. It was so deep and yeah. so immense that I didn't even try to go get it. Uh, I just let them sink to the bottom, and and they've been gone ever since. A terrible, terrible tragedy. Terrible uh, of. Of gun loss, but it but, left me without my AR-15. That's yeah. all I know. <laughs> and these are pretty cool. I mean, they're really nice. Again, an AR-15 is one of the great things about it is, as a legal gun owner, if you need to hit something, you're able to hit it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that is the mm-hmm. that is the benefit. Be like, oh, why would you need an AR-15? I don't know because unless you're firing guns all the time, you're probably not going to be incredibly accurate with a handgun. Mm-hmm. Unless you're really the type of person who's going to the range constantly, it's a lot easier. And especially for a woman who may be defending yourself against a larger man, maybe stopping power is something you want to think about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's like this, these people who are so pro woman just do not want women to be able to defend themselves some for some uh, reason. And I'll never understand that part of it. But they, they're trying to get rid of those. They're basically trying to say, that well, well, these are just skirting the rules. Now, they're not skirting the rules, but that's what they're trying to accuse them of. They're also, he wants to get rid of the uh, stabilizing braces for pistols. So that's what he's that's, doing. That's what that is. Yeah. That's the that's AR, the what you're talking stabilizing about. Stabilizing braces for pistols is their code for okay. uh, the the AR-15 lookalike. Really? Because it, it lo- it's, it's, a, it's technically huh. a pistol, but it looks, it looks and feels like an AR-15. And okay. therefore, that's evil. Other actions include directing five federal agencies to make changes to the 26 different programs to direct vital support to community violence intervention programs as quickly as possible. So he's he's going to do that too. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, you know he had he's he's going he's apparently going to involve uh, Beto his uh, guns are and Beto's promise of course was, hell yes we're going to take your AR-15 your AK-47 uh-huh. we're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore I mean that's what they want mm-hmm. right they want to stop all sales of AR-15s and AK-47s I don't know any Americans who have AK-47s but uh you know if they do uh I'll bet they've lost them in a boating accident like we did. Guys, you know, I, I really got to stop boating. A lot. I know. <laughs> it's that's it's the problem. It's dangerous. They keep talking about banning guns. They should ban boats. <laughs> I keep getting in boating accidents in deep lakes all over the state. And I can never remember what lake I was in. Yeah. I know. Uh, it's weird. It is it is really ridiculous and and uh and it, there's so little he can do. The, the reason why he didn't do this on day 1 and he waited for month 4 or 3 is because he can't actually do these things legally. And what is happening is behind the scenes, people who understand how these things work are telling him over and over again, you can't do these things legally. It's not going to hold up. He's now come to a point where, I mean, half of the things he's doing are, what we're going to do is we're going to do an executive order on guns that will tell the states to pass laws on guns. (laughs) Right. Like that's like Mm -hmm. a lot of what this is. It's a lot of like Mm -hmm. recommendations to the states, which, again, I would argue there are also going to be unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. But 
it's down the road a little bit and they don't they he can look like he's pleasing his base and who knows maybe they get a, a couple of good judges and things go through the right way for them yeah and they're a little pissed off at him because he did promise during the campaign that he was going to reinstall uh reinstate the assault weapons ban he he did pledge that mm-hmm. he said we've done it before and we can do it again and we're going to well I, no it was also unconstitutional no. then first yes. of all but beyond that <laughs> which is why it was overturned anyway well but would the would the if these things do wind up with the supreme court do you have any confidence i cuz i frankly i don't even know if it holds up in the supreme court if the supreme court does uh, rule that these things are unconstitutional. I, I don't have much confidence in them. I have very little confidence in this, you know, in the Supreme Court, though more confidence, I guess, than I would have in, at other eras in the past. Uh, you know, people look back at the Heller decision, which was the first major uh, gun case uh, that people talk about that really, you know, codified the idea that people could individually own guns. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of good in there, obviously did a lot of good things, but really there's a lot of questionable reasoning in that ruling which in some ways basically allows any anybody to ban guns almost immediately upon their release any new model anything that's not commonly owned they could go after Mm -hmm. and they haven't done all that much of this because i don't think they want that to go to back to the supreme courts because i don't think that would work out well for them meaning the left but it's not exactly the most pro-gun ruling you've ever seen in your life it, it did get the the basic right for an individual to bear arms but like it really shouldn't have been a question at all and the left hates it anyway and the left hates it anyway yeah so i i think like we've seen a lot of cases that have threatened to go to the supreme court in recent uh months and they, they, a lot of them don't get up there and uh, you gotta hope at some mm-hmm. point they take some of these and get these laws and rules you know really know confirmed so that we don't have to keep going back and asking these same questions over and over again this is what the left does we've seen this happen over and over again where they will pass rules that are blatantly unconstitutional they will get challenged in court when they Mm -hmm. get up near the court at the very last second they step in and they say oh actually we're going to get rid of that law so the whole thing is moot and so the court backs off and then they wait three months and they pass it Mm -hmm. again or very similar type of rule goes all the way up the courts, repeat and, and, and rinse, rinse, wash and repeat. And that's that's not the way the legal system's supposed to work. Biden's going to try to do a lot of this stuff on his own. I don't think he's able to do it constitutionally. Many of the things he's just assigning to others who will then be overruled because they're unconstitutional. It's a freaking clear sentence. It, you know, shall not be infringed. It's, there's not a lot of questions there. Doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And of course, we can go back to all the militia stuff and all that nonsense mm-hmm. that was decided in, in Heller. But it, regardless, it is it is clear you're not allowed to be doing these things. You want to you be able to do them, modify the Constitution. That's how you do it. And you can either repeal the Second Amendment, you can adjust and modify the Second Amendment in some way that pleases you. You cannot just do this while this amendment stands. It overrules you every time. It just does. You can say there are things you can do that are illegal with guns, like shoot people, right? Mm-hmm. That's okay. Just like you can say there are... We've had that the law for a while, Yeah, though. It's just, been a while. Yeah, a little while. Yeah. But it's just like you can say, like, you can do things with your voice, right? Like your speech. There are things that you can do to others, libel, mm-hmm. that can be illegal. But you can't just like, you know what? You can't say this word. You can't do that. 
They're going to try unless that. Unless you're Jack at well, Twitter. Ja- yeah, Jack, then, you can do then it. You Jack can. can do it. Yes. Then you can. Yes. Yeah. 888-727-BECK. You hear me talk about my love for my pillow products all the time, how they've changed my sleep for the better, and they really have. The pillows are amazing. The Giza sheets, the towels, the mattress toppers, all of it. My pillow sells great products at great prices. Well, they've done it again. I just got a pair of their slippers, my slippers. They're really, really great. They have three-tier cushioning system, two layers of my pillow foam, a layer of impact gel to prevent fatigue and offer all-day comfort. They can be worn inside, outside, made with high-quality leather, and they're 40% off right now. They're my slippers. 40% off. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and use the promo code BECK and receive this incredible offer. The slippers come with a one-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. It's MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. Call 1-800-966-3117. Promo code BECK. MyPillow.com. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn, 888-727-BECK. Uh, this is kind of interesting. A lot of times, uh, a lot of times you'll say, well, that it's interesting, isn't it, that the left, the leftist comedians on late night television never seem to get around to joking about the Democrats who were in office, but wow, did they spend some time on Donald Trump, uh, George W. Bush, Ronald Reagan, uh, I mean, every Gerald Ford, every single Republican president gets bludgeoned while they're in office. And uh, so far, at least, jo- Joe Biden's been pretty much left alone. Well, Samantha Bee has just admitted, yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't like to joke about him. She kind of leaves him alone. Uh, she admitted she pulls her punches when, when it comes to Joe Biden, which is interesting because she certainly didn't do that with uh, Donald Trump or his family. No. <laughs> she famously said that Ivanka was a feckless C word. And then I think she apologized for using the word feckless. <laughs> <laughs> that was basically the tone of it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, she has a lot of feck. I, I don't think that she's ever been feckless. Uh, but uh, that's that's what she apologized for. But when it comes to Biden, she says, why would I purposefully undermine something that seems to be a great idea pretty much across the board like i don't need to make jokes just to make jokes like i like to make targeted jokes so everything he does and stands for i I guess is is great and a great idea uh there's nothing funny about joe biden i tend to disagree with that i i think the yeah, there's a lot of cannon fodder there to be had, but they did the same thing with Obama. In fact, Saturday Night Live, I think somebody from Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live during the Obama years actually said there wasn't anything funny about Barack Obama. Right. You remember that? Yes. Now that let's just, if you really want to give him a, the benefit of the doubt, like Obama was very rehearsed. Mm-hmm. He very rarely made comments that were unexpected 
you know, we he kind of knew who he was. He made speeches in front of teleprompters, I and mean, that was a criticism of him. He was always reading <laughs> off a teleprompter. Now, you mm-hmm. could certainly make jokes about somebody reading off a teleprompter. They just chose not to. With Biden, mm-hmm. though, I mean, the, the guy oh, is constantly screwing up details he's constantly forgetting where he is in a story and in a sentence Mm -hmm. he's a thousand years old he uh (laughs) went through a large scandal in which he was sniffing children's hair (laughs) do we not remember who this guy is uh yeah and then you've got his son yeah and his son uh i mean there is a ton of cannon fodder there with joe biden and she can't find any of it she, well, she's, I don't know that she can't find it. She's saying she doesn't she want to find it. Right? Yeah, she, she doesn't won't. want to find it. And, you know, look, you can do that. Uh, you, you know, I, I don't think that that's that she needs to, she should in some way she's going to do with her audience once. And I, I will say sometimes, you know, we'll joke about Trump and people get pissed off about that. But we're not mm-hmm. going to. He's a mm-hmm. human being. He's a politician. He's, you know, that, that he deserves you know, when he says something silly, it's it's fun to make fun of it right like that's just what we're supposed to be doing if we're not doing that to people on our side if we're not making fun of you know mitch mcconnell for being a turtle what (laughs) we found that about him he looks like a turtle (laughs) it looks like a turtle without a shell right and his head's coming out he looks like a, a human turtle hybrid and we're gonna note that this is the glenn beck program Well, if you own a timeshare, chances are pretty good here in 2021 that you're ready to get out of it. You probably weren't using it the whole time in the first place. And with COVID, well, that probably drove that number of uses down to zero. Here's the thing. There are quite a few businesses out there that will claim they can get you out of a timeshare. But most of them don't uh, because most of them don't have a team of attorneys and paralegals whose only job is to get you out legally. This is a group of attorneys. That's it. You know who has that group of attorneys? Timeshare Termination Team. They're ready to step to the plate and help you. Just call 888-GET-YOU-OUT. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. Call Timeshare Termination Team today. Get the process started. Don't keep putting it off and get stuck with another years of timeshare that you're not going to use. You'll get 20% off when you terminate your timeshare. 20%. So make sure you tell them that Glenn Beck sent you. It's 1-888-GET-YOU-OUT. 1-888-GET-YOU-OUT. Or visit them online at timeshareterminationteam.com. Doing our part to keep free speech alive. There's much more after the break on the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn this week. Uh, our Border Patrol doesn't get nearly enough credit. Man, they do a lot of great things. Seriously great things. Saving people's lives over and over and over and over. And they get no credit for that. I mean, they find people in in bad ways at the border all the time. Because uh, I don't know if you know this, but when you cross the border, you're not necessarily in the nicest, most civilized part of the, of the country. Really? Yeah. A lot of times it's hot and uh, there's... Very little water to go around. You might have a long walk ahead of you, even when you get here. Mm. Yeah. Depending on where you cross, it can be somewhat dangerous. And uh, the Border Patrol finds people, brings them to hospitals, gives them medical care on site a lot of times, uh, gives them water and food and sustenance and then a a place to stay. Uh, And they just found... I mean, this is heartbreaking. They... 
one of the agents on the border just found uh, an abandoned 10-year-old boy last week in the Texas desert uh, near the U.S.-Mexico border. He was with a big group of people who were crossing the border with coyotes. Apparently, his family wasn't with him. And uh, they just abandoned him. And they just left him there and took off. So the child is seen sobbing and asking for help. And he tells the, uh, and the border agent was off duty when he found him. And, you know, he said he was, he was trying to find his way home. He said, and they can rob me, kidnap me. I'm scared. Well, yeah, you're 10. Uh, I'm older than 10. I, I'd be scared being abandoned on the border like that. Uh, so the agent asks, well, what happened? And the boy says, it's that I was walking with a group and they left me behind and I don't know where they're at. Then the agent asks him, uh, you don't know where you're at? They left you behind alone. And the boy replies, of course they left me. They left you behind by yourself. You're not traveling with your mom or dad or anybody. And he says, nobody. I was with a group to turn myself in to you and they left me behind and I came to look for help. I, I, they, this is part of the border situation that's never discussed. Then it falls to us to take care of poor kids like this who've been abandoned or, or turned over by their family to some group of people that's heading north to the border. Uh, a coyote, perhaps, uh, who probably made $7,000 per person in the group. And they don't really care about anybody. They got their money. They don't. They don't care about anybody in that group. No. And so, securing the border is good for everybody. Mm-hmm. It stops a lot of these problems. It's not going to stop all of them, but it will discourage. If you have a secure border, a border wall, and good enforcement, and border patrols uh, that monitor who's jumping over the wall and who isn't. Uh, you're going to cut down on these kinds of incidents. They they just will. It less and less of these kinds of things will happen. You're not going to have eighteen thousand unaccompanied children that you're going to have to house somewhere. Seven times the number that they had at the peak of of Donald Trump when everybody was crying and screaming about what a horrible humanitarian crisis that was it will never cease to amaze me that the humanitarian side of this argument is we should just let people flow over the border into the deserts and see what happens just it's crazy yeah it's incentivizing this behavior of course by promising you know we went from a, a a president who at least publicly signaled he didn't want people to come across the border and did do mm-hmm. uh, a lot of things uh, to try to help that process along. Uh, very difficult to get that stuff done, of course. But like to a president mm-hmm. who says, you know, hey, yeah, yeah, sure. Don't come. Don't come. Of course, if you do come, we sh- you, we want to tell you right now that if you are a child, any, anybody under 18, you're automatically you're not going back. And that's what he said. Yeah, you're in. You're and automatically you're, we're not going to send you back. And... uh we're going to give you food and shelter and we're going to find a place for you to live because now it's our responsibility. We're going to do all that. I, it's, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And the problem is so bad now that not only do they have these overcrowded facilities at the border, it's clear up to Long Beach, California now. The Long Beach Convention Center has now been taken over by the, Bush admi- by the Biden administration 
to house migrants. It's the 12th overflow facility uh, that they're they're using. Now, now, now the number is more than 20,000 unaccompanied migrant children in its Jeez. custody. 20,000. That's just, that's unbelievable. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. But it's not a crisis uh, to the Bidens and the Biden administration. And it's all uh, Trump's fault. If you were to listen to what they're saying, they're still blaming Donald Trump for this. Of course. <laughs> they're going to be doing this forever. They're, Nuts. they're still blaming George W. Bush for stuff, I mean, let alone yes. Donald Trump. What I, I yes. find it really interesting about this whole debate, there's been this back and forth about whether it's a crisis. You know, Jen Psaki kind of famously mm-hmm. flubbed it and said it was a crisis by mistake, but they've been pretty good at trying to deny this is a crisis. It's just a humanitarian challenge and all these things. And while I understand the 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 attempt on you know our side to say no this is a crisis and you should admit it's a crisis and you know look it's true in many many ways however is it true to them like I, we keep saying it's not a crisis they should be admitting it is it really a crisis to, to the, the Biden, Biden administration? administration yeah probably not when, when I guess they not. when they've dedicated no. their entire policy to say basically we want you here yeah you know they'll say occasionally Oh, uh, well, look, we just just wait. Don't come right now. But, you know, they ran with the idea of this past president who tried to stop you from crossing the border was Hitler. Mm. Yeah. And we're going to do the opposite of what Hitler would do here. We're going to make sure that you're treated fairly, that you have a path to citizenship. Uh, and, and he even said, we're going to do this in the first hundred days. So if you are someone in Honduras who like maybe wants to take advantage of this, when should you get here? Within the first hundred days, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. He's telling you in advance this is what he wants to do. And so Mm -hmm. I I thought of it this way of like, remember when Popeye's released the chicken sandwich, their their chicken sandwich last, I think it was last year or the year before. Mm -hmm. And it was was a big deal. Big deal, right? Mm -hmm. And they, look, Popeye's came out. They made, they did a spent a lot of time making this chicken sandwich. They went through all the you know the chefs and they they did taste tests and all this and came up with they we they believe was the perfect chicken sandwich. And then they advertised the chicken sandwich and they had people tweeting about the chicken sandwich and they made a big deal about the chicken sandwich. <laughs> and then they released the chicken sandwich and you know what? People liked it so much that they lined up in at at Popeyes all across the country. And the line went down the street and they sold so many freaking chicken sandwiches that they ran out of chicken sandwiches. A chicken place Uh. ran out of chicken sandwiches. Was that a crisis for Popeye's? (laughs) Now, they might say, look, in theory, would we love to have enough chicken sandwiches to be able to serve to all these people at Popeye's? Sure, I'm sure they would. But would they describe it as a crisis? No, it went exactly how they planned only better. Mm-hmm. And that is how the Biden administration is looking at this. It's, it yeah. isn't a nuisance, right? Like, yeah. I don't think that they want to be dealing with these PR things that are going on with kids, you know, at the border and all this. That, that They'd rather be spending their, you know, trillions of dollars and banning guns right now. Uh, and they'd rather have it be smoother on the border. I bet that they don't want to necessarily have to do these things in these ways. However, they do want all of these people in the country eventually. The fact that they showed up a few weeks early is not a crisis to them. True. To our country, sure. To them, no. Yeah. Another good example of that would be Clorox. Is it a a crisis for Clorox that they can't keep their 
their merchandise in stores. Oh, the wipes? Yeah. Yeah. They, right. I mean, people buy them by the millions every day. Mm-hmm. They they were saying they were shipping, a mil, was it a million a day? I think it was a million a day, and they couldn't keep them in stores. That's not a crisis. That's not a crisis. Now, look, no. would they like to have more that they could sell even more? Sure. Sure. Sure, that would be great. But it's not a crisis. <laughs> It's a challenge, yeah. right? And that's how the Biden administration or looks at the border. It's a marketing tool, uh, yeah, like Apple. A- I mean, a lot of people think Apple does that on yeah. purpose that they that they on purpose don't don't manufacture enough iPhones when they first release one, so that they create the incredible demand. And it looks really good that they're completely sold out of iPhones, and everybody lines up for miles to get an iPhone. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. And they've got these people lining up now. They think to vote for them. In a few years after they make them citizens. Is that a crisis to the Biden administration? Yeah, no, no, it's a goal. You know, you got to think that Jen Psaki shouldn't be calling it a crisis because for them it is not. It's part of it's a, a really long-term plan. Yeah, it's a really good point. And you know, it's, it's, it's pissing me off, but it's a really <laughs> good point. <laughs> uh, it's pissing me off, too, and it's bad for the country. It, it is, is a crisis for yeah. this nation, but for Joe Biden and his administration, it's not. They look at this as, as mm-hmm. maybe a, a little bit of an early arrival to exactly what they wanted. And uh, it doesn't seem like anyone's going to stop them. You know, I mean, uh, they may be able to slow this down at some point, but the the long term goal of being able to keep uh, illegal immigrants in the country without really any any uh, ability to change that other than eventually the tide turns enough where they can pass a reform that gives them all citizenship or Mm -hmm. legal legal Mm -hmm. rights to be here with a path to citizenship or whatever it is some form of amnesty for these crimes that they won't say are crimes. There was a poll in Mexico that I've never forgotten from uh, maybe a decade or two ago. Uh, and, and the poll was asking um, Mexicans if they would, if they would migrate to the United States, if they had a chance, do you want to migrate to the United States? 30% of them wanted to Wow, 30%, 30% of a country of 120 million. So that's, 35 million almost 40 million people so if you send the signal that sure we'd love to have you all Mm -hmm. come on all all y'all come free well they're going to and to be honest going to you know mexico is just part of that problem right now guatemala and honduras Honduras seem to be even bigger issues and you see south america is in a terrible place with their economy much worse than we've had it over the past year Mm -hmm. they've had it much worse with covid than we've had it they're fleeing their governments which are in collapse i mean brazil is in collapse right now it's it is worse in brazil as far as covid goes than any point that what that it was here and there's shows no real sign of them being able to get this under control i'm not a huge i mean i don't think any of us are purveyors of uh panic when it comes to this pandemic but Jair Bolsonaro yeah. has taken that to a whole <laughs> different sure level. Has. That guy, when he was, Woo. he this was last year, I think in the summer when, it was early on when only 5,000 people had died. And they, they said to him, some reporter said, hey, uh, Mr. President, 5,000 people have died so far. And his response was, so? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a guy. Who you probably don't want at the yeah. head of your country. Mm-hmm. All right, triple eight seven two seven B E C K. 
I think it's a good thing to spend a little time considering how vulnerable your personal information can be there on the Internet. I mean, it's out there. It is there for hackers to go after. It isn't just your own computer and devices that you have to worry about. Maybe they get hacked. Maybe they don't. But frequently you hear about data breaches in online services where you might have entered personal information through a transaction. What in the world do you do about that? It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we put our information at risk on the Internet. We know that. But cybercriminals keep finding new ways to steal our identities. You can miss certain identity threats if all you're doing is monitoring your credit. Fortunately, LifeLock is there to help protect you. Check them out. You'll see what I mean. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off at LifeLock.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, we, we were just going over some of the COVID numbers, uh, which are pretty promising, I think, for the U.S. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, we've come down a long way. Yeah, we're getting about 3 million vaccinations a day, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Seems like a lot. And they expect full vaccination of, well, you, it's going to be available to everybody by, what was it, the 19th of this month? So 11 days from now. Uh, and our numbers are all trending down. Hospitalizations, infections. Uh, the average death per day is down to 797, which is still too many. You don't want anybody dying from it. But that's way down from what it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, in some of, the, some of the countries around the world... They've had really big success yeah. when they've been uh, when they've rolled out the vaccination really well, like Israel. Israel and the UK are the two that you probably point to as the. I mean, they're the two most vaccinated countries. They've had both had massive ninety plus percent drops in cases and deaths. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's gone <clears throat> incredibly well, and they're over fifty percent vaccinated, right? Uh, I think Israel, Israel Israel is uh, so the share of people who've had at least one dose Israel's up now at it's 61 percent they're by far the leaders um mm. UK is at 46 and, and then we are goes, we're at 32 percent 32 okay uh, that's right around Chile which is one of the countries that people are like well what's going on in Chile they, you know people they just who, went into lockdown again yeah uh it's hard to know I would say and the only thing I would say about Chile is they really haven't done much testing at all so it's hard to compare their numbers They've, they've tested at like one fifth the rate of of a developed nation. Mm-hmm. So like it, you've noticed one of the things that happens with the test with with tests, they would also, by the way, some of the scientists would point to variants, uh, uh, you know, being mm-hmm. I mean, that that area of the of the world is is having is in a really big battle right now. Yeah, we just mentioned Brazil, Brazil is a disaster area. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's as bad as it's been anywhere in the world. So they're thinking that they're going to catch us in actual numbers of dead, like over 550,000 and well, with a population of what, a third less than we have. Yeah. Well, people criticize Trump for being too whimsical about about coronavirus. Bolsonaro was like, was not only is he like out there, like Jeez. making out with people in the middle of the street. Yeah. He's also uh, eschewed the vaccine completely almost. I mean, they 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 basically he basically is like, yeah, just take some vitamins. You know, so it's not it's not going well. <laughs> they 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 just recently put in orders for the vaccine because they he had canceled all their orders at one point. And he got sick, right? Yeah. He, he had it. He did have it. It's yep. the Glenn Beck program.